Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today I am joined by Susan Gold and we are talking about walking for freedom or maybe walking to freedom. So Susan has had a challenging upbringing, but she made her work at a very young age and created her name, a name for herself, attaching celebrities to brands. You've all seen these commercials with massive celebrities in them shilling for a brand. Susan may have had something to do with those that you've seen. But after standing up to sexual harassment in the workplace, she created her own talent brokerage firm. And her first deal was to convince master modern artist Andy Warhol to do a commercial for Pontiac. And I think she has an interesting story about how she convinced him to do that. But Susan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. And I've been listening to you and just getting so much great information from your guests. <laughs> so, yeah, bar is set high, Ken. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I, I have had some great guests on recently, but I'm interested to start off with about the story, how you got Andy Warhol to do that commercial. What what was what went on there? What happened there? It was divine providence. I mean, I had just faced sexual harassment in the workplace and I decided I couldn't do an assistantship. Uh, so with like, I think I had three months of cash in the bank and I was like okay. in my early 20s in New York City. Um, and honestly, I had extricated myself from an abusive relationship where the gentleman just held the purse strings and that's how he was in control. I did not want to go back into that relationship um, so I was matched somehow with Donnie Dwight. She's known as an entrepreneur and a, a host now, but he was running his dad's ad agency on Madison Avenue then. And he told me, he's like, can you get me Andy Warhol? I'm like, I'll try. So nobody <laughs> answered the, the phone at the factory. So I literally took the subway down to the factory, knocked on the door and Fred, Andy's business manager, answered. And I explained like why I was there. He said, come back tomorrow, same time. I'll let you talk to Andy. I'm like, okay. So I did. I knocked on the door the next day, same time. Fred answered. He said, sit here. I'm waiting in the foyer. And Ken, I'm like sweating bullets. I'm like so scared. <laughs> and all of a sudden, these two double doors open. But the room is like dark. And I'm kind of scared to go in. But there he is, like in the center of the room with a pin spotlight on his hair going 17 different directions. And he's scribbling, <laughs> you know, with these colored pencils. And three pugs are running around the studio, you know, those little dogs with the smashed faces. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're tugging on his pants leg and they want his attention. And he's paying attention to the dogs. He could care less why I'm there. He's not making eye contact, no connection. All of a sudden, after all my yammering, he looks up. And he looks me dead in the eye and he said, now, really, why should I do this? And boy, divine providence shot through me. I said, because you can have your pugs in the shot with you. And he's like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and that was the start. And I wow. made a name, you know, creating um, opportunities for celebrities with brands. Wow. That's cool. That it, it's interesting how some of those things work out. And sometimes, you know, if you had tried to plan that, it never would have worked out that way. But sometimes when you just allow yourself to be in the moment, the things that you need to say just come to you. It's in, interesting how that works. And the actions that you need to take or the actions you need to refrain from taking. And I think that's really been a gift 
of my career trajectory to have that kind of sense of inner knowing. I had Mm. it as a child growing up, but it wasn't quite safe um, at some point. So I had to tuck that away. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a little bit about your, your background and kind of what led you up to that point. You know, that was the first step into who you are today, but that all has a backstory going all the way back to childhood. Talk us through some of the events and experiences and feelings that led you through life and made you into the person that you are today. Well, I'm going to put it in a true nutshell there. I yeah, just, yeah, uh, my memoir was just published um, last oh, week. Nice. And it was great. Yeah, it was great to put all those pieces of the puzzle together to see how they all fit. But I was raised in a very chaotic and challenging home, and I didn't realize it until just before that time when I knocked on the factory door because things in my adult life were starting to resemble what my home life looked like. And I'm grateful to my parents and the roles that they played and they were doing the very best that they could, but it was hurt and abused children, raising hurt and abused children. And I was the middle of five. My father's an astrophysicist and a complete genius. He's also, he was a drunk. Uh, The whiskey bottle would uncork at 7.30 in the morning. You hear glug, glug, glug. So, and that was natural to me. I didn't know any different. My mother was equally as talented and as genius as my astrophysicist father. Um, But she didn't get the opportunity of going to college. She got the opportunity of five children under the age of 30. And um, I believe she was suffering with mental illness. She was horribly abused in her own upbringing. So her moods would really fluctuate and quite quickly. And you could never really know when they would, when she would shift. And it was very challenging because she was very loving and talented. So she could be very loving one moment and the next moment she could be beating you with some wooden object or throwing things. Yeah. It was pretty violent and chaotic. Um, And I left um, the morning after I graduated from high school. And I'm grateful that I was given the tools that I was in that home, which was pretty much take care of yourself. Nobody's going to take care of you right. eat or be eaten. <laughs> and just make it happen quickly on your own. You know, I handled much more responsibility than I think may have been necessary um, and very young, started very young. But with those tools, um, I think that actually helped me take more risk than I may have in my career. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wow. It's, you know, it's often the strongest people or the people that accomplish great things or who maybe lean into the fear of doing big things. They come out of some of the most challenging situations that, that we can even imagine. And, and it's, it's interesting how often a super inspiring story has the most painful beginnings and and it's it's amazing how things can work out if the people are willing to work through it and and that's beautiful um and painful is is that where you know we talked at the beginning the the title that you sent in for the show was being willing to walk for freedom is that is that kind of what brought that about was some of the the things that you went through as a child and and learning to have to 
walk away and make a change? I don't know that I fully comprehended um, the largesse at the moment that I did leave, but I knew intuitively. Like I used to watch Barbara Walters on my beanbag in my basement growing up. And all I wanted to do was get to New York City and be like her. Mm. And ultimately, I, I did train her on the side as her exercise trainer. And she right. volunteered to come with me and confront that boss who was harassing me within the workplace. So it's it's really interesting, Ken, how much manifested magically the whole way along my trajectory. Hmm. Wow. How, how did um, the things that happened as a child... Did that create, I don't know, call it an imprint or a rut? Like, how were you able to break out of that? Because so often you see, like, I know kids that I've mentored and that that have been godchildren, my godchildren, who are, as they grow up, you know, coming through high school, graduating, coming, becoming a little older, they repeat the same cycles that their parents did. Like, as a young child, they're like, I don't want to be like my mom or my dad. I don't want to do those things. I see what's going on, but they fall into those same ruts. What does it take to be able to break out of that? Well, first you have to experience it. So you have to allow your life to lead you where it will, even if that's a dark passageway and understand you're in the hallway and that you're going to be led to the light. You're just in the dark hallway. So I saw that same behavior like you're describing, and I knew intuitively. Like I took a slug from a wine jug in the refrigerator at work to ask for a raise. Well, that's a red flag. That's my father unplugging that whiskey jug and glug, glug, glug. So that led me to get clean. And I cleaned up from alcoholism and addiction. And I used food and alcohol like a weapon. So you have to be brave enough and you also have to have insight and you have to be accepting. It comes when it comes. And if you're willing to step up to the lesson, each time I was so carried and so protected, but it's terrifying. Yeah, for sure. It is. It is. And um, I was going to push back a little bit on what you said, but then you said, if you're willing to step up to it, (laughs) the, what you said was, you know, you were led to the light, how you put it. And I, I think so often people wait to be led. You know, they, they might see the change or as you put it, the light that, that they want. But often there's not something that leads them. We have to be willing to take the steps to actually put in the work. And and sounds like that's what you did. And like I, I hear that often that people are waiting for, their ship to come in or waiting for things to change. But, you know, I, I try to push back on that is things aren't going to change until you make it change until you make it happen. You have to see what you want and and step out and, and do that. And, you know, that, that takes us to the next part of your story. You know, you st- moved to New York, you were there and went through the sexual harassment thing in the workplace. You're 25 years old, starting your own business in New York of all places like talk about that and those experiences. I'm so glad you asked Ken cuz I was terrified. I had a little studio apartment and used to have to go over to the window and like 
twist your head to see what it was doing outside. Like (laughs) so isolating. And I would make myself make 50 cold calls a day out of a red book. That was the standard guide to ad agencies, almost Mm -hmm. like magically, you know, source was going to bring me what I needed, but it did work. Um, Within 18 months, I I had six figures of business in, in my little company using that one line phone with the curly cord. Um, yeah, but it was, I had to find faith. I just had to trust and my trust was broken. Believe me, I still have issues with trust, but I had to be willing to trust even when I wasn't and find that willingness a step at a time. And then repeatedly I'd see how I was taken care of over and over and over again. And I needed the lessons repeatedly. I still need them. You, you talk about faith and trust. What what was it that you built faith and trust in? Oh, definitely for me, it's a higher power. Definitely. Um, I mean, I did have a spiritual experience um, soon after I started that business. I was so scared. I mean, like to the core of my being. And it's not like I had a trust fund to fall back on. And so one night after, you know, this grueling day, I got down on my knees and it was as if a blanket of light, like covered me from my toes to the top of my head. And it was so gentle and comforting. It was like the baby blanket I had until Mm -hmm. I was five. It was so soothing and reassuring. And that gave me the courage, you know, to go on with that evening and the next day. And then I had to just chunk things down and stay in the day. Cause if I projected three months later and how I was going to pay my rent, it, it got too scary. And I still do that to this day. Yeah, it, it is. It can be um, disabling almost to, to think into the future. Like we know what we want and we know the things we need to do to do to get there. But to know that the sustenance is going to be there to keep us, you know, to pay our bills and all of that. Like we, I can take the action steps to, to build my construction business or my coaching business or all of those things. But to know that the clients are going to be there, that that's terrifying. And, and that can, that can freeze you in your steps. What I imagine like, some of what you went through as your childhood kind of held you back as an adult too. What, what were some of those things that you had to overcome? You know, once you had left that situation behind, but some of the emotional damage maybe was still there. Yeah, I had very low self-esteem. I had very low confidence. And I also had no semblance of who I was as a human being. It was always dependent on you and what I thought you may want from me. And in some Mm. ways, like with Andy Warhol, that served me. I could see he was in love with his pugs. So I knew he wanted those pugs in the shot that might sell the the deal. Um, But it took a lot of years of digging, of internal digging and self-reflection and lots of different modalities, meditation, endurance, athletics, um, somatic therapies that go into my body so I can clear the trauma that's held there. That's all helped me in my business and personally. Hmm. That's interesting. 
you, you know, everybody has a different experience and to hear how the different tools that people use to turn trauma into a positive experience or into a positive transformation, rather, like how how people go through unimaginable things, really, and and push through to to create something amazing. How how does somebody, you know, everybody's got their own journey, but how how does somebody take the first step, or how do they find that first step on their own journey of healing? Well, first you have to you have to recognize it and. Unfortunately for me, that's involved like great discomfort. It's almost like Mm -hmm. that little voice inside of me, like whispering, you know, and I know I need to make a move. And sometimes I drag my heels, but ultimately I need to take that first step. And if that means I need support, I get help. Great. If it means I need to go within, I go within, but I can't hide from it any longer. I just, it's too obvious. And I've, I've had too much experience going, walking through these traumatic episodes or these challenges. And now I truly feel that they're all part of my soul evolution. They're huge opportunities to grow as a human being while I'm here. And also I can share those with others and help them walk through the fire. <laughs> yeah. Talk about, talk about a little bit. You, you mentioned earlier a book. I, I imagine you have some messages in there for people that, you know, they, they want to break out of their own trauma, their own, their own rut that they're maybe in because of things that have happened in the past or because they're just following what they know. You know, we, we mirror what we know and as children, you know, we know what our parents do. And so we tend to mirror that. But what um, somebody who wants to break out of that and create their own lifestyle of freedom, like we talk about on the podcast, what's the message that you have for them? You know, even something from the book, even. Well, thanks for asking. So my book, the title is Toxic Family, Transforming Childhood Trauma into Adult Freedom. And that was not my original title, Toxic Family, anyway. It was Magical Illumination, because now I see how those people served my movie, my story. Um, But what I needed to do personally was first understand it. So I saw behaviors repeat. And then second, have the courage to step up and address it. And three, find forgiveness for all players. And that includes myself. I mean, I think the most powerful message in my book is that our challenges and our challengers are huge opportunities for transformation. And it's not necessarily the dirty, mossy, scummy side of the rock. It actually can glisten and cause you to lead a better, more fulfilling life on all levels, personal Hmm. and business. Yeah. Wow. That's, there's a lesson in everything if we're willing to look and learn. Have you you found that in your own life? Well, 
I'll give you one of the, the biggest ones, Ken. It sort of feels like it brought everything together. Like it was the perfect storm. So um, I was invited to Los Angeles and I thought it was for a career move. And it was. Um, but really, I was brought to meet one of my greatest gurus. And that was the man who would become my ex-husband. And that sounds so convoluted because it was really challenging. I said I had an issue with self-esteem and a lot of it had to do with my ability to be powerful without a man. Most people said, you're incredibly strong. You're so brave. You're so accomplished. But inside, I felt like that dirty, muddied, neglected, abandoned, shamed, child. And believe me, that played out in the workplace, but it also played out seriously in my home life. And I had met who I thought was my dream soul partner. And he appeared on the outside as if he was. But when I got closer, I saw it was a mask, an empty persona. And ultimately, what happened was I tried to make him step forward with integrity. And we got to the last point of a negotiation for a postnuptial agreement. And he folded his arms and his eyes went in those dark slits. And he said, I'm hiring an attorney and I'm filing for divorce. Hmm. That little voice said to me, this is the universe doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. And he refused to leave the family home that I had purchased and maintained for our family. He took the master suite and I took a mattress on the floor in a partial conversion in our garage. And I was there And I made that place my monastery for a year that it took to come to a settlement. And I could write this man a six-figure check and send him on his way. Wow. And most people would be crumbled and remain a victim going through that. But I knew that I could not do that. I had to see it in a different light. He showed me my authentic strength. And he showed me my power and he showed me the true light that beams through me and radiates to others. And that I'm totally grateful for. And it's made me stronger as a businesswoman, as a parent, and as a human being to walk away with love. Mm, yeah. It's, it's amazing the lessons that we can find if we dig deep enough, you know, sometimes the, the most well hidden lessons are the best ones to learn. And it's pain. It's painful work to find those at times. But I think we need to be honest with ourselves about it and not hide anymore. And that's why I'm sharing. Like some people ask me, why would you share this? So so (laughs) personal. So it's like a movie session, but people connect with that personal story too. Totally. And it inspires them to look Mm. at their own stories. Yeah. So are you still, 
kind of um, talking about moving forward from, from there, are you still working in that creative business, connecting um, celebrities with brands or what, what kind of work are you in today? And how, how does your past experiences affect the people that you work with or impact the people that you work with in, in, you know, in today's world? So first I come from a much different perspective, having experienced what I do. I mean, as an entrepreneur and, you know, running it on your own and being completely responsible, that gives you a whole new perspective when you consult Mm. with other business owners. So I do that now, but where, where I'm moving is to follow the platform of the book and I'm helping individuals uncover their own trauma and to release that trauma and to share stories. And I do it with business owners too. Gotcha. Well, good. Well, where can somebody find you if they want to connect with you or reach out or, or just follow what you're doing? Just go to susangold.us. It's my website. Everything's up there. You can find out about the book. You can get a free audio snippet of it and you can have a half hour conversation with me just to connect, just connect by, by phone. I want to hear your story and that helps me just as much as it helps you. So susangold.us. All right. That's fantastic. I will put that link in the show notes. Do you have one piece of advice to leave us with today? Treat yourself with kindness. You've been through so much and you may not even realize it. So just be very kind to that little one inside your heart. Susan, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Ken.